It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 on a Tuesday morning, a pretty nice morning out there. We'll take a look at the weather. Not a bad week for making hay either, I don't think, from looks of this forecast, but uh, we'll investigate that further when we visit with Mike Dandria this morning. Bob and Joe with you as uh, the wedding is over. How did it go? I'm sure you talked about it yesterday, but... It went real well. I wasn't here yesterday. Oh, weren't you? Oh, you took the day. Oh, good. Long weekend for you, too. Good for you. Yeah. No, it it went well. We did get rained on, but they say rain is good luck for weddings. Well, that's good. Yeah, rain makes makes you successful as you go through. That's for sure. So, uh, good. Well, the... Did you find a new boyfriend? There were a lot of prospects down there in Portage that were uh, behind walls. That... <laughs> uh, no, hard no on that one. Did you did you drive by that prison down there? I hadn't seen that prison before. Man, that's a hardcore prison. There's a lot of wire around those things. There is. Yes, I did drive by the prison. It was. It looks pretty darn secure. Yeah, it sure does. Man, oh man. So again. Uh, that uh, area down there, if you've never been to Portage, I haven't been to Portage in years and uh, went by there for, well, I had to go to a funeral here two, three weeks ago and went by that prison. It is impressive, that is for sure, and place you don't want to visit. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy, they got some nasty people in there. But anyway, other things we're going to take a look at, of course, the Crop Progress Report is out and an update on avian influenza across the state. Jill and I will be leaving a little bit later on this morning, heading to Farm Technology Day's Media Day over the uh, Rail Acres operation and rustic occasions. Get an idea of what's uh, happening over there. They're getting ready for everything, including Farm Tech Fest. We'll have more on that. Also, the dairy breakfast. Wow, are people turning out for the dairy breakfast. Man, oh man, oh man. Saturday morning, I was in Barron County up at uh, the Wolk family farm up just north of Elmina, and I left about a quarter to ten, and it looked like Disneyland with that line. I mean, it was long. There's no way they got out of there at 11 o'clock, and I don't know how they finished up. I don't know if they could put enough water in the pancake batter to stretch it out, but uh, what a turnout there. And then uh, the New Auburn Dairy Breakfast at the New Auburn Park was also a good one. And then Sunday morning started out at the, the Walter Farm. By the way, we're going to hear from Jim and Caroline Walter a little bit later on this morning about the farm operation and the family and how things are going this spring. But the J.C. Walter Farm outside of Grant, a true Grant and a true Clark County breakfast. Small family dairy farm on a gravel road. That's Clark County. So we were there. And a lot of people there as well. And then we went to Abbotsford. And uh, that was held actually in the Dorchester area and the... Uh, the Ensign Farm, and we had a great breakfast there as well, and uh, enjoyed that. As soon as I pulled in, I knew I was going to like it. Every time I see the boys from Smith Brothers Meats there making their sausages, I am happy. And Homer and the gang were there, and I think he told me he had 800 pounds of sausage, and I ate a few pounds myself. <laughs> I stand by the grill, and they burn them for me, and they burn them, so we have a, we have a good time there. So lots to talk about this morning, and more breakfast coming up, of course. We'll talk about those as well, and it looks like pretty good weather. It looks like beautiful weather for breakfast this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Right now, 
mid-70s, partly sunny. Let's tell you more about the weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. They have the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at Markwart Motors or markwartmotors.com or drive through the lot. Partly sunny today, 73. Now, tonight, maybe a chance of showers later on and into early tomorrow. And it looks like mainly southern parts of the listening area. 73 today, 75 tomorrow. Partly sunny on Thursday and 77. 76 on Friday. Again, a slight chance of showers. And then Saturday and Sunday, partly sunny. Well into the 70s. It's 54 right now. DQ presents the sound of an all-star summer lineup. Leading off the promising rookie, new Oreo Dirt Pie. On deck, the fan-favorite Girl Scout Thin Mints. Summer standouts, drumstick with peanuts and cotton candy. And batting cleanup, it's you. With your red spoon and six summer blizzard flavors, official treat of MLB. All part of the new DQ All-Star Summer Blizzard lineup. DQ, happy tastes good. A complete line of accessories for all your RV needs, now at Chilson.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Got your tickets for Farm Tech Fest coming up. That'll be Wednesday of Farm Technology Days, July 13th. It's going to be Madison County. It's going to be Sawyer Brown. And it's also going to be this guy who's going to be joining us at Farm Tech Fest at Rail Acres, Rustic Occasions in Loyal. Joe Nichols, of course. What? Joe Nichols, he's going to be at uh, Farm Tech Fest, July 13th. You haven't got your tickets yet? Do it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's not going to be a late night either. The show will end about 4 o'clock or so. Right across the road, you can walk from Farm Technology Days and get yourself set up and enjoy the concert. Get an adult beverage, a little something to eat, and settle in for Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and Joe Nichols. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX. So, let's find out what's going on this morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The president of Ukraine says fierce street fighting continues in a key industrial city. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said his troops are engaged in street fighting with Russian forces in what's seen as a key battle for control of the eastern Donbass region. Russia has said it's trying to liberate Donbass, which is partly controlled by separatists. During a briefing with reporters, Zelensky noted Russian troops outnumber Ukrainian soldiers and are more powerful, but said his country has every chance to fight back. President Biden is giving senators space to negotiate gun safety legislation. We're not going to speak to what exactly is being discussed, the pieces of legislation, uh, but we are encouraged. So said Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. She argued people want lawmakers to put politics aside and deliver something. She cited broad public support for a range of actions to curb deadly gun violence in the U.S. Workers at a Starbucks in Ithaca, New York, say their location is being closed in retaliation over their union activism. Brian Shook reports. They were informed of the shutdown late last week, and their worker committee has since filed an unfair labor practice charge with the National Labor Relations Board. They allege the coffee giant is making what they call a clear attempt to scare workers across the country. A company spokesperson defended the move, noting Starbucks routinely opens and closes stores as part of its normal operating procedures. I'm Brian Shook. 
And the Colorado Avalanche are headed to the Stanley Cup Final. The Avs eliminated the Oilers with a 6-5 to overtime victory in Game 4 to complete the sweep. Arturi Lekkonen scored the game-winning goal a little more than a minute into the extra period. Colorado advances to its first Cup Final since winning in 2001. The Avalanche will play the winner of the series between the Rangers and the Lightning. New York is leading the Eastern Conference Finals 2-1. to Game 4 is set for Tuesday night in Tampa. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, shouldn't be too bad a week for hay. 73, partly sunny today. Now, maybe uh, some showers moving in overnight and uh, early tomorrow. But according to Mike Dandrio, what I heard him say earlier, looks like more in the southern parts of the listening area. What that means, I don't know, but we'll find out when he joins us here in oh, about a half an hour. 75 tomorrow, 73 today, 75 tomorrow, 77 with uh, mostly sunny on Thursday, another slight chance of showers on Friday, 76, and then Saturday and Sunday for more dairy breakfast, 75 and partly sunny. 50, Rice Lake in Medford, 56, Wausau, 54 in Marshfield, 60 in La Crosse, Green Bay, 55, Cool in Madison, Sun Prairie, 51 this morning. It's 55 in Milwaukee, and it's 54 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's take a look at our markets this morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Cash Livestock, Jill. Choice fed beef steers are 135 to 143 and a half with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice fed beef heifers are 135 to 144. Choice fed Holstein steers are 120 to 131 and a half with cows at 65 to 114. Bulls are 60 to 108, with butcher hogs at 75 to 91. Sows are 51 and a half to 55 and a half, with boars at 10 to 24. There's no quote on new crop market lambs. Old crop market lambs, it's 125 and down. Feeder lambs are 125 to 275, with ewes at 85 to 152 and a half. Small goats are ten to one hundred and thirty five dollars. Medium goats are seventy five to two hundred eighty dollars. Large goats are one thirty five to four hundred dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures were lower across the board yesterday. June closed at one thirty two eighty two on the live cattle. That's down seventy seven. August live cattle one thirty two ninety down ninety five. October at one thirty nine ten down sixty. December one forty five forty five down seventy seven. Feeder cattle for August one seventy one ninety seven down a dollar ninety. September one seventy four fifty five down a dollar seventy five. October at one seventy six eighty two down a dollar forty five. November one seventy eight thirty five down a dollar thirty. In January feeders at one seventy eight fifty or one seventy eight seventy five. That was down a dollar twelve. Lean hog carcass contracts were also lower. June one oh nine twenty two down ninety seven. 
July at 108.97, down 177. August at 106.70, down 135. And October lean hogs, 93.15. That was down 80. Board of trade was mixed yesterday. Corn and wheat were higher. They don't know what's going on with Russia. Are they going to continue to be aggressive in the, the Ukraine? Are they going to open up markets and exports, rather, from Ukraine? Or are they just going to steal it all? So they, they don't know what's going on. And the trade is a little higher. Soybeans, a little change over a lot of market uncertainty there with soybeans. Exports going to be up, going to take down some of our stocks. Traders aren't sure. We'll find out. We've got another report coming out on Friday. July corn overnight down five to six cents at seven thirty six. The oats down a dime at six eighty. Wheat down six at ten eighty six. July soybeans down a penny at sixteen ninety eight. Meal down a dollar ninety at four hundred five dollars and twenty cents. Barrel cheese two twenty four and a half. Blocks up a penny at two twenty eight. Butter up four and a quarter at two ninety five and three quarters. Class three prices were higher. June up thirteen at twenty four forty six. July up forty seven at twenty five oh seven. August up fifty six at twenty four ninety eight. September up thirty six at twenty four seventy four. And October up thirty five at twenty four forty five. And again, if you're interested like I am in following these crude oil prices, July crude closed down twenty seven cents yesterday, but still hundred and eighteen dollars and sixty cents a barrel. Ooh. Ten minutes after five, we were in Granton for the dairy breakfast put on by the Granton alumni and the Granton FFA on the J.C. Walter Farms. We'll talk to Jay and C. Jim and Carolyn next here on WAX. WAX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The Granton FFA alumni and FFA Dairy Breakfast held on Sunday at the uh, Jim and Carolyn Walter Farm, J.C. Walter Farm. Jim, first of all, I guess as we look around, some hay is off, some hay is not, but it looks like the fields are planted. What kind of a spring and early summer has it been for you in the fields? Uh, this spring was kind of rough on us because it was cold in April, and we just couldn't get things we wanted to get done. Eventually, it turned around and it warmed up. We got to get going, but we had a little problems with you know the weather and all that. But it's going, it's going here. It's slowly processed, but we're getting good done here. And sounds like next next week here, I'm going to start getting going with hay and all that. And uh, got a little bit more corn to put in. Otherwise, it's all the crops are all in already. So how heavy is this ground over here? I don't know how you can say it. It's spot... Not sand. <laughs> In spots, there are spots. I got sand, but mostly it's, I got heavy soil here. And it takes a while to dry out, you know, all that. And Carolyn, tell me about the rest of the farm as far as the animals and the, the girls that help in the operation. You got, uh, you got a family farm here. We very definitely do. We have a dying breed. The girls have been literally out in the barn since they were about eight weeks old. I mean, I would take them out in their car seat. We'd put them in a wheelbarrow and put them in a poop-free zone. And they, would out, they were out there. They've been out there. There's been a couple times where we've had some unfortunate accidents with Jim that the girls have basically have taken over, and they have run the farm right beside me. I mean, they do everything. They are completely involved with this farm, and I think that gives them their love for livestock and the animals. And But they're getting up there now. Are they thinking about uh, leaving, going to college, moving around, uh, and putting more back on you guys? Yeah, a little bit. It's a, it's a little unsteady ground, I guess, um, with our youngest graduating last weekend. It's going to be a little different with just, we're going to be empty nesters for the first time, and it will it will test our patience, I guess. How much you really love each other. Hey, tell me about the, the cows. How many are you milking, and uh, how's that been going? 
Oh, we mug about 50 cows and all that. I Actually, I run more than that because I try to keep the barn full all the time and all that. And I got a um, heifer shed here. It's full of heifers. And I do rent a barn in the fall from a neighbor to put bread heifers and springers over there and all that. Try to keep the barn full all the time. And I do sell a couple spring heifers here and there. But other majority, I do raise all my bull calves for steers. And I sell them about four to 600 pounds and all that. And we started a little beef herd, too, and so it's going. Yeah, I see the beef herd out and back. Carolyn, as I walked in, when you had the dairy breakfast, as I walked in, I see uh, lots of blue jackets, blue and gold jackets. FFA has been important to this family. It's been huge, huge for this family. I grew up and went to school in Marshville, and then the time that I went, it was strictly for the country kids. What I know now, if I knew what I know now then, I would have been an FFA myself. But Jim and I were talking last night that he is an American degree. Our oldest daughter, Hannah, is an American degree recipient, and Megan will soon be. And it is amazing to see three blue jackets, all that have an American, well, have American degree on it. And, and I can't participate in that, which is perfectly fine. But it, I'm so proud. I am so proud of my three FFA members that, yeah. You should be. And, Jim, tell me about your experience, FFA. Who drove you through that? Was your advisor uh, Mrs. Steinbach or was uh, Francis still around? It started out with Francis Steinbach. Steiner, then they went to Mrs. Steinbach. We, I sure gave Mrs. Steinbach a rough time because <laughs> I sure thought Francis would have done the show for everybody here. But I'm very happy for Mrs. Steinbach taking over. She really helped me through everything here. And she helped me with getting things done, what I needed to get done to get the American degree and all that. And all, that was the best thing I ever had. I'll never forget those two that helped me out here. Yeah, it's really special when you get multiple generations doing that. Carolyn, I guess the rural way of life is still awfully good for the family. It is. It has taught my girls the meaning of hard work. They know how to work hard. They know what needs to be done. And they just they put their heart and their soul into it. I, I can't say enough. I mean, I came from a non-farming family. My only experience with the farm was walking around the round barn at the Central Wisconsin Fair. That was it. I have come a long ways, a long ways in 22 years with Jim. And I wouldn't change it. It's a lot of hard work, but I would not change it. Says it all. Agriculture, the family, they go hand in hand. Jim and Carolyn Walter, J.C. Walter Farm here at Granton. They recently hosted the Granton FFA FFA Alumni Dairy Breakfast. And a good job they did, too. They had uh, lots of people there and a a wonderful breakfast, uh, good food, a lot of smiling faces. And farm was open. People could take a look at what the farm is all about. Uh, So it was a great breakfast. And uh, tomorrow we're going to hear from the Ensigns that uh, hosted the breakfast. The Abbotsford FFA Alumni Dairy Breakfast up in the Dorchester area. We'll hear from them. But, uh, again... Great start to the dairy breakfast around our area, and lots more to come. Got a little farm news to come, too. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Here in a few minutes, we're going to hear from Ben Steyer. Ben, of course, from Menominee, state FFA president. He's already gone. He's working on the state convention, so we'll hear about uh, his trials and travails and successes as state president. But before that, farmers are working, Jill. That's right. Farmers across the country made good progress with their spring planting last week. They now have 94% of their corn planted, which puts the planting pace 2% ahead of the five-year average. North Dakota farmers covered the most ground last week as corn planting there jumped 
25% to 81%, while Minnesota progressed 11% is now at 93% planted. The early crop is rated 73% to good to excellent condition. This week's crop progress report also shows 78% of the soybeans are now in, up 12% from last week and 1% behind the five-year average. Like with corn, Minnesota and North Dakota made the most progress last week. I actually talked to somebody from Montana here this last weekend, and he, she said that they were wet and having a hard time oh, in good. Montana wow. getting crops in and wet and cold out there. Ooh, they've been talking dry, 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 so that's good. they got some moisture for pastures. Well, that is true. She said they were awfully dry, but they now they're just wet and they're waiting. But here in Wisconsin, farmers have 89% of their corn and 86% of their soybeans planted. For corn, they're now one day ahead of the five-year average, with soybean plantings two days ahead from that of that average. State farmers are also in good shape with their oats and potatoes, as 92% of both crops are now planted, and 51% of the first crop alfalfa has been made, one day ahead of average, as the crop is rated 79% good to excellent. Topsoil moisture conditions are always also in good shape. Rated 90% adequate to surplus, 9% short, and 1% very short. All right, so we're in pretty good shape with the planting around the country. It's good to hear Montana got a little moisture as well. And coming up, Ben Steyer, state FFA president, as he heads to Madison to say sayonara to his duties as a state officer. Coming up. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. He's worn a lot of hats over the past couple of years, but uh, the biggest one is state FFA president, that, of course, Ben Steyer of Menominee. And, Ben, as you think back on your years, because you were an officer one year and a president another year, it's been under some conditions that a lot of other officers haven't faced. What was it like? Because you guys had to come out of COVID, renew the enthusiasm, and hopefully now we're on track where things will be normal, quote-unquote. It's been quite an adventure for you and your fellow officers. Yes, you're certainly right. We started last year as a team in a very virtual setting, and our first in-person team event was in February in 2021 when we kind of were getting back going again in Wisconsin FFA and then from there most of this year has been virtual. I remember at our state convention last year we were told that this event would really restore joy in FFA and that's kind of what a theme has been behind the scenes this year as we've been working through challenges is restoring joy and I'm very excited with how things are going and the enthusiasm is building and I'm really looking forward to this state convention that we're going to be having here in a few short weeks. That might be a good theme, restoring joy. I don't know what you've got for a theme for the convention, but uh, that might be a good one. What are you What are you looking for in the state convention coming up? Right. So our theme for the year has been the time is now. And so really kind of an overlying message with that is if not now, then when? Kind of guiding this year and making change in the organization and also looking to build things back stronger than they were even in a pre-COVID kind of world. So this convention, we're really excited to bring people back together and have more people than we could last year, but then also to bring back some of those components of convention that we didn't see as fully last year. 
For example, we're having all the proficiency state finalists with their different projects have a display. So traditionally, the finalists would work together on a display, but this year they each get to have their own. So it will be a pretty impressive area with over 200 students all displaying their projects. And then we also have our sessions, which will have thousands of people there in attendance, the convention expo, and then a lot of the workshops and things like that, too, will be happening. So we're awfully excited to bring everyone back together. So in other words, we can assume we're back to where we were pre-COVID as far as convention numbers, and I know there will be health precautions, obviously, around the convention site, but we're looking at being back to where we were pre-COVID. We certainly are, yes. If it's if membership, if our state membership is any indication of attendance at convention, we should be having a ton of people there this year. Was membership getting back up there and increasing again? Yes, certainly. So last year we took a small hit with COVID, as to be expected. Um, but this year we've rebounded better than we ever expected. And we will announce the number during our state convention, but it will be a record-breaking year for our state. Boy, that's outstanding and something to really uh, feather in you and your officers. Captain, you did have some challenges. You did mention that as far as uh, COVID and other things going on. How often did you get together with your officer team more than usual to handle some of these challenges that came up? This year it was kind of what it was for a traditional team as we got back to more of the normal schedule. Throughout the summer, it was almost every week as we had our training, and normally the convention happens in June. However, for our team, the convention happened in July, so we really had to hit the ground running and getting our training completed over the summer so that we could start our different workshops and events throughout the fall. And then from there, things slowed down a little bit in terms of how often we saw the team. But then in the spring, it really slowed down. And this was kind of a change from last year because my teammates last year, we got together just about every month. Even through COVID, it worked out. We all stayed healthy and we were able to work on a lot of virtual things together. Whereas this year, once we hit springtime, we were really on our own with banquets and all sorts of different events. So... It was really not seeing the team very often until we got to some of the larger state events now that we've been having. And what's it like for the pre... I know you start planning the convention almost as soon as the last convention is over. What kind of a, a schedule has it been? Because you, I know you've been trying to take classes over at the University of Minnesota, be state FFA president... And I would imagine these last two or three months is when it really ramps up, huh? Right. So we normally kind of start in December to a certain degree with as much as we can with state convention planning. Uh, but this year, again, as we're kind of remembering some things we haven't done since 2019, we really had to kind of pull things together. And so it took a little bit before we really hit the ground running with this stuff. But I'd say in March through now is really when it has been solely focused on convention. And that certainly hasn't slowed down here in the last couple of weeks. One of the unfortunate things that happened over the last year or two, Cheryl Zimmerman, of course, is a state FFA advisor, but we lost Jeff Hicken, who is our agricultural education consultant at DPI. Did that slow you down? I knew we have a new person in that position right now. But uh, did, as far as the officer team is concerned, uh, did Mrs. Zimmerman kind of buffer that situation for you? Yes, she certainly did as much as she could. Obviously, she has a lot on her plate with everything on the so state association side. Uh, but Mrs. Zimmerman handled everything quite well. And obviously, not having a ton of state staff, it did make a difference not having a state advisor but at the end of january mrs sally ladston filled the position and then she was out from maternity leave for a little bit but now is back 
and it has been outstanding having her again. And she served as a state president somewhere around five to six years ago. So she certainly has experience with how all this state officer stuff works and how convention goes. Um, so definitely a huge loss to the association, but we're excited for the team moving forward. Well, let's talk about moving forward. You specifically, I know you've been uh, working on your farewell presentation. I won't ask you to give it to me now, but <laughs> what were some of the things you thought about to include in that, that uh, the message you'd like to get out to FFA members, parents, whatever, future members? Yeah, it certainly has been a challenge. You know, what words do I say that cap off two years, two of the best years of my life within FFA? I, coming into it, wanted to include stories of things that have been really important to me, so stuff within my family and kind of my upbringing in agriculture, and then some stories and experiences from throughout these two years serving as a state officer. So stories from both of those come into play, and I also wanted to think about just overall lessons that I've learned, not only in my time in FFA, but throughout life, and try to bring light to that, so... Something I'm excited to share, a little anxious about how it's all going to come together, but I'm really looking forward to it, too. I'm sure it will be a wonderful presentation. Well, then, tell me about yourself. We mentioned earlier University of Minnesota. When you're all done, back to Minneapolis, Twin Cities, full-time to finish up? Correct, yep. So I will have three years left after this, so I'll be back there in the fall, and that's kind of what life will be like after this. A normal college student, hopefully, when everything is all said and done. All right, that's Ben Steyer, and Ben also excited. He's a new uncle. His sister Sarah had uh, his first niece last week over there, I think Cincinnati or Cleveland or something, so... Bob, congratulations, uh, Dave and Karen, first-time grandparents, so uh, Steyer family is moving along pretty good. That's good stuff, and, of course, the FFA convention next week, Tuesday through Thursday, down there in Madison. And we're going to check in with Morgan, see what she's got to say as far as the news. It's uh, about 29 minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's find out what's going on around this part of the world because Morgan is going to join us over in the newsroom. Morgan MacArthur, are you getting a little happier now that we're getting 70s? It was nice softball weather, I'll tell you that. We were at the parks last night watching the kids play, and it was nice out, even though little mosquitoes started to show up, but that's to be expected. Well, you either take the wind and no mosquitoes or no wind and mosquitoes. You can't have it all. We know know that, yeah. Did she win? They did win, yes. Congrats to the dogs. She chip off the old block? (laughs) Not this block. (laughs) That's for sure. No. Boy, oh boy. I thought you'd been a good athlete when you were young. My sister got all those. Oh, did she get all that? Yeah, so well, she I she got the good athlete. She learned how to cook. What did you get out of this operation? Well, I'm still trying to uh, uncover that, <laughs> as are my to parents. Find your niche, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Well, with some 715 newsroom coverage, we're going to start with headlines that keep us pretty close to our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We know the murder trial is beginning in Clark County without a victim's body. Prosecutors now trying Jesus Perez for the October 2020 death and disappearance of 27-year-old Cassandra Aon. Investigators say they had a son together and had broken up just a few weeks before she went missing. Jury selection began yesterday. You don't have to have a body to find someone guilty of murder in the state, but Perez has never said what happened to his ex. 
In other headlines, it's Attorney General Josh Call who says individuals on the hit list of the man who allegedly murdered a retired Juneau County judge do not appear to be in any danger. We notified everybody who we had reason to believe may have been uh, a target. Um, We believe that those individuals are, are not in any active danger, nor do we think there's any general danger to the public related to this. On Friday, retired Judge John Romer was found zip-tied to a chair and shot to death in his home. His alleged killer shot himself and is in critical condition. The list found in Douglas Duty's vehicle included Governor Tony Evers and Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The AG noted elected officials have their own security detail, which is the best position to assess threats. We go back around the meeting table. Still no price take for Eau Claire schools possible November referendum, but more of uh, talking about what schools may see upgrades. And that would be South Middle School looking to be at the top of the district's list. But Meadowview Elementary, Putnam Heights, and North High School all could see some work as well. School leaders now say they're working on a community survey to see just how many voters in Eau Claire are and how much money they're willing to spend on a referendum. If you were a part of the air show crowd, maybe still massaging the neck a little bit, no exact head count, but organizers say it was a big one. In fact, probably one of the bigger crowds they've had in a few years. Visit Eau Claire's Benny Anderson said in 2018, the last time there was a show, nearly 20,000 people turned out. And he's pretty confident that the numbers were north of that this year. Maybe you were part of that, watching the Blue Angels and others in action. And in June Dairy Month, plenty to celebrate. I see uh, Bob's getting his June Dairy breakfast body back. It's also National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. So if you're a fan, that's one way to squeeze the dairy in. Chocolate-flavored ice cream has been around for ages, and a staple in the U.S. during the 19th century is when it gained most of its popularity. It's the second most common flavor of ice cream when it comes to favorites. Well, vanilla still tops our cones. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. Let me guess, you don't like ice cream. I do. Oh, you do? There's my talent. I finally stumbled (laughs) upon it. I can put away some ice cream for sure. What's your favorite flavor? You know, I am mint chocolate chip all the way. I was going to say, you and I think alike. I love mint chocolate chip. That's my favorite. I love it. The the greener, the better. I like that with the little chocolate pieces in there. That's my favorite still of this day. Was as a kid, still is. Yeah, but I'm... I can probably knock down just about any of it. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to push the bowl away. <laughs> but if so. mints around, that's going to take it. That's for sure. All right, Morgan. Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? I like chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. Yeah, that's good too. There's so many that uh, cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough is Ooh, good. Yeah. And butter pecan and oh, strawberry. Oh man. I, well, I like it all. I guess you can tell that because uh, it makes my mouth water. And go to the dairy breakfast. You're going to get ice cream at the dairy breakfast, that's for sure. And we'll talk about dairy breakfast coming up this weekend. Should have some good weather for the dairy breakfast, I think. But let's go to the expert uh, in our weather room over at Skywarn 13. Mike Dander is here, and I looked at your forecast for the week, especially focused on Saturday and Sunday, and I like what I see, buddy. I would have to agree with you. It's going to be a great weekend for some of those dairy breakfasts and to uh, enjoy the uh, the different ice cream out there. Uh, you said that mint chocolate chip is yours, though, Bob? Yeah, I like that. I, you know, I could be swayed, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I like. Um, I had this brownie batter one from, uh, what is it, Ben & Jerry's? Yeah. Um, it was brownie batter one, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my new absolute favorite. I was like just simple, you know, partial to the strawberry. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I tried this brownie batter one, it, it opened up a whole new world. 
Oh, so uh, maybe maybe Boy. I'll have to sway you to to try that one. Now my mouth is watering. <laughs> Golly, thinking about ice cream this morning, man, oh man, oh man. But also, so the weekend looks good, but we got a lot of hay that still needs to be knocked down. What do you got for showers or rain this week? Well, today is uh, going to be. We'll have variable clouds out there, just some intervals of clouds and sun, really. But staying dry for a good part of the day. Now, temperatures are expected to make the climb once again to the low to mid seventies, which that's been on par with what we've seen as of late and what we can ex- continue to expect really up through the rest of the work week. Uh, going into tonight, though, we'll start to see some clouds roll in yet again. Now, that could bring us a chance at some showers through the overnight, uh, but the better chance does hang out a little further towards the south. And uh, as we progress throughout the week, the the models have been uh, pushing it even further south. So not to say that we're out of the woods. We still might see a stray shower even as late as uh, early tomorrow afternoon. But otherwise, tomorrow's looking partly sunny and even clearing out later on in the afternoon. But then we'll have uh, mainly clear conditions throughout uh, tomorrow night. And that'll set up a sunny day on Thursday, which is looking like the best day of the week, really. Uh, plenty of sunshine, temperatures getting into the mid-70s. Then we'll have partly cloudy conditions Thursday night and maybe a slight chance of some showers uh, by Friday. Otherwise, uh, mainly uh, partly cloudy conditions, excuse me, uh, with temperatures getting into about the mid-70s. Then this weekend, again, with that uh, dairy breakfast going on, mostly sunny on Saturday, mid to upper 70s. Sunday, mostly sunny as well with uh, mid to upper 70s. Just going to be a great weekend overall. Get out and enjoy, well, an express game or just enjoy the outdoors in general. Otherwise, right now, we are looking at a few clouds out there and a temperature in Eau Claire of 53 degrees. Not bad, buddy. Not bad. I'm doing what I can for you, Bob. You got <laughs> I got to pick you up some morning early on the weekend, take you to dairy breakfast. I think that sounds fantastic. Oh, they're a lot of fun. They're a ball, that's for sure. And good food, too. Oh, man, it's good <laughs> food. That's for sure. All right, Mike, we appreciate it. No problem, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. There he goes, Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13, taking a look at our weather. We're 23 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got more farm news to take a look at. We'll see if we can't update you on some of those dairy breakfasts. Busy Tuesday here at Wax. Rick Adamski, the Wisconsin Farmers Union president, joins us once again this morning on our Farmers Union Minute. And, Rick, we know a lot of people are taking shots at agriculture over environmental practices, and climate-friendly farming practices are definitely in the headlines. Yeah, definitely. As Wisconsin Farmers Union strongly supports the special order of business, we're advocating for climate change policy where farmers are, want to be able to shape that policy. We believe there are frameworks in place. We just need more funding in the Conservation Reserve Program, the Conservation Secure Stewardship Program, and the Environmental Quality Incentive Program. All of those are underfunded because there are far more requests for those initiatives than what is being able to be funded. With those would be a great benefit for farmers to be able to participate in programs to reduce the carbon emissions into the atmosphere. We also would advocate for renewable energy on our farms and many other areas. What's happening is that farmers are being blamed, but their lack of dedicated effort to do this thing we want to capture carbon. If we were able to capture more carbon and store it in our soils, we'd be able to reduce our fertilizer inputs and reduce nutrients that are we're getting into our groundwater and surface water. So all of the above would be helpful, but we need to be dedicated as a community, not just farmers, but the community of uh, the government and private industry to help support us achieve those goals. 
and farmers are very much climate friendly. Rick Adamski with us, the president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union on our Farmers Union Minute. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, about 53 degrees out there. We'll get about 73 today. And we got about uh, just a little under a half an inch. The rain that was coming over a night ago and into yesterday morning. So again, we're in uh, pretty good shape and uh, I think pretty good week for making some hay. More farm news before we get to Marcus. Joe, what else is going on? The state now seems to have the latest outbreak of avian influenza under control as all restricted areas in the state have now been released from quarantine. That includes three zones in Barron County where poultry movement restrictions were put in place earlier this spring to control the spread of the disease. But the statewide special order that prohibits the movement of all domestic birds to events where they might co-mingle with other birds and then go back home are still in effect. So far, flocks in 14 counties across the state have tested positive for bird flu. And the Environmental Protection Agency has taken action on renewable volume obligations for 2022. For this year, the total is 20.63 billion gallons. That includes 15 billion gallons of ethanol and 5.63 billion gallons of advanced biofuels. Industry leaders seem happy with those numbers, saying they think they are strong volumetric requirements that are consistent with the law. Next to be announced by the EPA are the volumes for 2023 through 2025. Besides releasing those ROVs, EPA officials have also made the ethanol industry happy by denying nearly 70 small refinery exemption waivers and is also looking at allowing canola oil to qualify as an advanced biofuel. All right, so uh, some things from the EPA. Also, in case uh, you missed it, the May Class 3 came out officially at $25.21 a hundred, up 79 cents from April, up $6.25 from last May. Uh, last year, that uh, Class 3 averaged 1708 for the whole year. So far, for the first five months of this year, it's up of well over two and a half bucks more. The average for the first five months, twenty two sixty seven for the class three. All right, we've got markets to get to as we're about eighteen minutes before six o'clock. Again, fifty four degrees. We'll look at some markets and see where some of the dairy breakfasts are. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We do have markets to get to, but Jill, dairy breakfast this weekend. Again, a big slug em. This weekend on Saturday, the Dunn County Dairy Breakfast is from 7 to 11 at Breezy Haven Farm in Bloomer. That's... Yeah, get up on 64 and go back between Bloomer and Colfax. You'll see the signs. So that one's kind of close by. That's not bad. Russ County Dairy Breakfast is on Saturday, June 11th from 7-11 at the Russ County Fairgrounds. And we've also got Pittsville FFA and FFA alumni is doing their dairy breakfast on Saturday at from 7-11 to at Sunset Dairy in Pittsville. 
And Edgar FFA alumni and supporters Dairy Breakfast is 7 to noon on the 12th, so Sunday, at the Larry and Joan Wetland Farm. And the Pepin County Breakfast is also on Saturday. Have you got that uh, information in front of you, too? Because uh, you better dig it out here. we got a lot of breakfast to get to. But uh, we'll dig that out while we get to... You got it? Yep, I do. I have Saturday. It is Saturday from 6.30 to 11 at Auth Farms in Arkansas. All right. So those are some of the breakfasts coming up. Let's go to markets. We're going to head over to Sparta Equity and hear from a new voice, Hunt. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high-yielding overnight choice beef steers and heifers 142 to 150. The choice beef steers and heifers 134 to 141. The dairy cross steers 125 to 140. The high-yielding choice Holstein steers 127 to 134. The choice Holstein steers 117 to 126. The unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers 116 and down. Cow market was steady today with the top 20% of the cows bringing 75 to 90. The middle 60% of the cows 59 to 74. And the bottom 20% of the cows 58 and down. Organic market today with the results from the June 6th auction with the steady market where most cows bring in from 106 to 126. The thin and smaller organic cows 85 to 105 and the organic steers and heifers 120 to 123.50. Bull market was steady today with most bulls bringing from 90 to 105 and the thin, full and bulls over ton discount at 89 and down. Calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing from a dollar to a dollar 90. Quality Holstein heifer calves 10 to 80, quality beef calves 2 to 310, and the light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, June 8th, starting at 10, 10 o'clock, starting with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This has been Hunt Amond at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to markets over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald joins us this morning. Well, we, we saw you Friday at the uh, Marshfield Dairy Fest breakfast over at the fairgrounds. Where else did you get this weekend, Jerry? Well, on Saturday we went over to Athens. A um, large crowd there and a large crowd on Sunday at Country Air for the Stratford breakfast. So just, uh, like you said, a lot of people turning out and the folks putting these breakfasts on are just doing a great job so we got to take our hats off to them and it's uh, always good to see folks out and i think they're finally sort of getting back to normal here whatever that is but it's, yeah. it's uh bottom to go yet so no, we're looking forward to a busy weekend coming up this weekend too so and uh we got a very very nice rain uh about a one about an inch and a quarter of rain over here oh, so. man, we got a little less than a half an inch so we didn't get near that much but i know i talked to some folks and said, yeah it's dry we could Use a little moisture out there, so that's good. Yeah, the breakfasts have been uh, so well attended, and I know I was talking to Homer from Smith Brothers Meats, and he was on the line with the guy that was doing the sausage over there at Stratford, and he said, whoa, they're busy, they're busy, and that's a good thing. They're going to put a party on, everybody should show up, and that's what they're doing, so good stuff. Yes, it is, and said we're looking forward to a lot of them here. We just got going here, only... Uh a lot of three more one yeah three more weekends in June here so we got plenty more to go Bob you'll uh, your uh, your diet will be right on course <laughs> put a lot of notches on our belt getting to these breakfasts and uh, bring the uh, have to bring the uh, leather punch along so I can put extra holes in my belt out towards the end and stretch her out a little bit well we're into the marketing week it's Tuesday already what's going on over there at Stratford Jer? Bob, we better do that. I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the uh, 
Market cows on yesterday's sale on the mostly steady trend. Higher yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 72 to 89 with a top of $90 on the cows yesterday. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling between 57 and 71 Thinner, plainer cows below 55. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from 90 to 105, with the lighter bulls below 85. And the fed cattle on the light test yesterday, we'll have most of our fed cattle. Uh, those will be selling tomorrow. We'll give an update on those later on in the week. Now we get to the uh, calf market, a very strong calf market yesterday. Good quality Holstein bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds, selling from 100 to 230. Fancy bull calves from 230 to a top of 245. Heifer calves mostly from 30 to 85, and your good quality beef calves, 175 to 300, topping out at 340 on the Black Angus beef calves. And we are at Tuesday here at Stratford. We get started this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction, and we do both have hay and bedding uh, for available for you folks. And, again, if you folks haven't, uh, folks looking for small squares that haven't got them made yet, we'll have a, we have those for auction today at 10 o'clock um, as part of the hay and straw sale. 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock, we'll do the dairy auction today here at Equity Stratford. And also um, we have market cattle today. Market cows will follow the dairy cattle and also organic market cows. We do sell every Tuesday. Our next feeder cattle sale will be tomorrow at a noontime start. And uh, one week from tomorrow on the 15th, our special bread beef breeding bowl sale. So if you folks are looking for bowls to uh, to get uh, for your operation or you've got bowls to sell, just let us know. And uh, we'll be selling all those on next Wednesday. So, Bob, that's what we have this morning. And uh, there's uh, well, some hay being knocked down, uh, uh, driving around a little bit and some folks have got some off, but it's uh, yeah, we're, everybody's kind of looking for a decent three to five day window, and maybe we'll have one now here. Well, I hope so. Over half the hay is down in the state, though. The first crop, over half it's been made. Oh, well, that must be mostly more. That has to be mostly to the south, I would guess. Yeah, huh? I'm not sure where it's at, but hey, where are you going this weekend? We should give the people a heads up that are hosting the breakfast where you're going to be at so they can lay in extra food knowing the crowd's going to be there to sign autographs <laughs> and take pictures with you. <laughs> I don't think so. No, we're have, we've got Edgar on the schedule here for the 12th, so uh, I've got other stuff on the 11th. So, yeah, busy weekend. And, oh, yeah. Uh, but one thing we do want to, I know a lot of folks are very thankful because we did have a real nice rain. And one of the things about the rain, it came very slow, soaked in. I don't see any puddles anywhere. No, I don't know. I don't either. Mother Nature, maybe she's finally getting her right. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You guys enjoy the day also. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. We're about nine minutes before 6 o'clock again. Partly sunny today in 73, 53 tonight. A chance of showers, as Mike Dandria told us. Right now, it looks like the forecast is moving that further and further south. So how far south that is, not sure. But, uh, again, it uh, doesn't sound like around Eau Claire. We might get a whole lot. But uh, 70s all week. And, again, for the weekend... Dairy breakfast, it's going to be beautiful. Right now, they're calling for partly sunny skies Saturday and Sunday and 75 degrees. A lot of fun things going on in our area. And today, we'll be over in the Loyal area for Media Day, for Farm Tech Days. But, boy, I'll tell you, in the middle of July, lots of fun stuff going on.
in Clark County with Farm Tech Days. Ready for a night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is Farm Tech Fest. Hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and headlining Joe Nichols. On-site camping's available. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. That's farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now let's take a look at the markets this morning. And brought to you by Synergy Cooperative. And as far as the Board of Trade yesterday, corn was up and wheat was up. They don't know what's going on with Russia. They're going to continue to aggress their way into Ukraine are they going to allow exports? Nobody knows for sure. Soybeans, a little change in the market, a little market uncertainty. What about exports, and what will that do to our stocks? So, again, we'll get a report on Friday. Another one of those USDA monthly reports comes out on Friday. Overnight, July corn, 5 to 6 cents lower at 7.36. July oats down a dime at 6.80. July wheat down 6 at 10.86. July soybeans down a penny at 16.98. And July meal down a dollar ninety a ton at four hundred five dollars and twenty cents. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn was at six seventy seven with soybeans at sixteen forty six. Doomers Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn was at seven oh nine with soybeans at sixteen sixty three. And on the DTN screen, Golden Plump corn today is seven twenty seven a bushel. At Baldwin, six seventy on the corn, sixteen forty two on the beans. Duran has corn at six seventy, beans sixteen thirty two. Mondovia six seventy and sixteen thirty seven on the beans. Over at Elmwood, six seventy five on the corn, sixteen forty two on the soybeans. Fall Creek six fifty nine and sixteen twenty. And Osseo has corn at 679, beans 1642. Out at Elk Mound, the corn is also at 679, the beans 1646. Sparta, 679 and 1650. Ellsworth, 659 and 1617 on the soybeans. At the ethanol plant, corn at Boycefield today, 722. Stanley, 697. New Richmond facility, 692. Barrel cheese, 224 and a half. Blocks up a penny at 228. Butter up four and a quarter at 295 and three quarters. And the class three were higher as well yesterday. June up 13 at 24.46, July up 47 at 25.07, August up 56 at 24.98, September up 36 at 24.74, and October up 35 at 24.45. Prices were higher out through May, and as we uh, told you a little while ago, that Class 3 price was uh, higher for what we had in uh, the price, uh, let's see, the Class 3 price for May ended up, at uh, twenty five twenty one, up seventy nine cents from April, and up six and a quarter from last May. So that's a look at our markets on WAC. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over thirty five years. WAX one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. And a look at our weather brought to you by Marquardt Motors. Remember, Marquardt Motors is hosting food trucks at their Lake Halley location every Wednesday this summer from eleven to two. Check it out and support the food trucks in the area. Good food in those things, too. All right, partly sunny today. It's going to be a dandy at 73. Then about 53 overnight. A chance of showers, but it looks like that 
mainly uh, heading south and 75 tomorrow, partly cloudy with if we do get showers early in the day, partly sunny on Thursday, 77, maybe a slight chance of showers on Friday, Saturday and Sunday for the dairy breakfast. It's going to be beautiful, the forecast right now anyway. Partly sunny both days, but 75. It's 54 right now. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.